Now you're Luke Skywalker in your T-16 Skyhopper. Target the Tusken Raiders, then open her up to whip through Beggar's Canyon. Then you're a rebel pilot in your sleek A-Wing fighter, blazing to battle against Darth Vader and his terrifying TIE fighter. Fire! A-Wing comes with exclusive pilot, other figures and vehicles each sold separately. Now get your favorite Star Wars trilogy scenes. Figures come with freeze-frame action slides. Collect them all. Imagine where Star Wars will take you next. Entertainment. I told you already, I'm gonna kill you. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow. That's not how the force works. Very small man can cast a very large shadow. This <laughs> does put a smile on my face. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. Impressive. Most impressive. You are on the Sith list. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 147 of The Sith List. I'm your host, Araj Dolachai, and my co-pilot for this evening's adventure, the young, the restless, the bearded one, Carlos Burguello, the man who was on time. This, well, actually, he wasn't, but oh well, what are you going to do? It's traffic. LA. Less is... Damn. I don't even know what to say. Less is damned. That's what he just said. Less is damned. The man we call... El Hombre. The man that's putting out fires, technically and physically. Mr. Eric. There actually was a fire at work today. Strathers. Tonight's guests. We're very excited. We've been trying to have this guy on for about a week. <laughs> we had him scheduled on last week, but it was his birthday. By the way, happy birthday. You might have seen tonight's guest on YouTube with his hilarious trailer reactions, his informative movie reviews, or his very entertaining Star Wars shows from a certain point of view, and the new Making Star Wars Podcast Network's Kessel Run Radio, the man who loves Whataburger more than In-N-Out. We'll get into that in a second. The Big Texan, a.k.a. Mr. Space Outlaw, a.k.a. Mr. Noah Outlaw. How the hell are you, Noah? What's up, guys? I'm fantastic. I mean, I've been wanting to come on the show for a long time, and... uh so we're going to have some fun talking about Whataburger, In-N-Out, how Whataburger is better than In-N-Out. We're going to talk Ooh. about Star Wars. Uh-huh. We're going to get into We're going to get into a little bit of everything tonight. Wow. We did the fire. The shots have been fired it, like across said, the bow. We're recording on National Burger Day. So perfect timing. It's Burger Wars has begun. We dude. planned this out perfectly Burger to get you Wars. on. on Bur- <laughs> Burger, Burger Wars. Burger Wars. Wars. Burger Wars. That's right. First of all, let's get into this Burger War. Here in California, Southern California, we are like in love with In-N-Out. I do love In-N-Out. I just don't think In-N-Out's great if you bring it home because it gets really soggy, mm. including the fries. It's the best burger you could possibly eat in-house at In-N-Out. 
But let's let's be honest. The fries, if they're not animal style, are subpar to almost any other fries. Correct. I agree. So let's not let's not add the fries it, to it, that it, conversation. Not, not only the fries, the but the fries. burger itself gets no, soggy no, no, and, no, no, no. and it gets cold really quickly. No, 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 no. The burger at any point in time, it could be frozen, and I'd still chomp into the damn thing. It is good at any point in time. Fresh, cold, whatever, soggy. Oh, it's good. It's great. It's good. I, I, I see don't, what I don't, Roger's saying. It, it's about not the, the best in-house. when it's cold. In house, yeah. Unless who you live a, like five minutes away from your house, who has a cold burger? In and out does when you take it home. <laughs> the sauce gets cold. The meat gets cold. Everything gets cold about it, and it's nothing like it is when you're there. We got, by the way, we have downtown Brittany Bound in studio at the Sith Lair, just, just sitting, just chilling, just chilling, just watching us. She can't even hear you guys, but. She's, she's the lucky one. She's the lucky one. <laughs> she's the lucky one. I want to touch on that you y'all you, talking about about how you take it home. It's it's already cold. I take Whataburger home all the time. When I get home, it's nice, hot. They're the best fries, by the way. At any, Ooh. I'm not excluding fries. I'm like y'all. Y'all are like, oh no, their fries aren't great. Let's great use of y'all. Shut great up. use of y'all. First and foremost, Noah. Like I said, and you just made a great point. If you go take Whataburger home, you might as well just make the burger at home, dog. Anything on Texas oh. toast, you just make it at home, dude. That, like I said, Whataburger is the definition of we got burgers at the house, dude. That is when my mama told me that when I was younger. Now I know. So you've had it's, Whataburger, Les? Oh, we've all had it. <laughs> At some point, oh. <laughs> 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 when you smash a burger patty and toast your regular bread, you've had what a burger. That's why hamburgers go by lots of names, but there's only one way to describe a hamburger, and that's a Whataburger. Is that how it is? That is so incorrect. It's not even funny. I heard about I'm that, a- yeah. I know Texas toast is an option. For Whataburger, but first of all, nobody gets their burger on Texas toast at Whataburger. Is except it people for real? Who don't normally go to Whataburger. Everybody gets it on a normal bun. And I'm going to tell you something right now. I have traveled this country far and wide and had many of the burger and Whataburger rules. I would say it gives in and out a pretty tight run for its money and their flow of customer service from walking in the door to ordering to being in your seat is smoother than in any in and out I've ever been in. You got to admit, in, in, in and out is not smooth at all, but they don't fuck up your orders. No, they and, don't. And you have to have a 3.0 to work there, by the way. That's right. Yeah, you got to be a smart and cookie, extraordinarily dude. courteous. They're all super yeah, they nice are. kids. Every, you know, everybody's yeah. really cool. Yeah. yeah. Quality takes time. That's all I got to say. Right. Quality right. takes time. That's why it's so cold. When, by That's the time true. It gets to so by the time it gets to your house, you got a point there. Mm-hmm. I have a key question. What's the longest you guys have waited in line or whatever for Whataburger? The drive through or actually the walk up or anything like that. The longest you've waited for Whataburger. The Whataburger, at least in Houston, is most is the most busy at about 2 a.m. Because everyone's either high or drunk or something and wants to go get some water. <laughs> so if, if you go at 2 a.m., you'll probably wait. In the drive-through line, ten minutes max. That's pretty good, though. That's Not it in and out. Not it in and out, man. I've, it is crowded. I've waited all yeah, the they thirty-five time. minutes. Two things on the menu, dude. They got. They got. <laughs> two, they got. Oh, hamburger. If it ain't fries. broke, don't mess it up, dude. You, That's exactly. Like exactly. <laughs> They got nothing, and I know there's a all that secret menu bullshit. But come on, yeah, I, it's, I, it's um, basically you just know Whataburger has that too. <laughs> the Whataburger does have a secret menu, but guess what? They also have a shit ton of food on their regular menu, like a you know like a, like a normal 
fine restaurant. You know what I mean? <laughs> fine restaurant. <laughs> you know, star burger joint. A burger joint's a fine restaurant. A four star yeah, Michelin star hey, burger joint. You know what I'm gonna love about <laughs> editing this episode is when I, I finally finish and I'm putting the tags and the hashtags. And I'm gonna put hashtag in and out hashtag what a burger. That's, That's right. the best part about oh, this. That's it. That's all you great. need. Yeah, people are straight content right here. Here, here's the deal. Here, here, let's here, let's maybe we could try this and maybe we could just all get along because they're both fine, fine establishments. Send your DMs, California people. Send That's your right. DMs. Let's, let's outlaw Noah. Name, it's outlaw okay. Noah. <laughs> okay. Probably been to In N Out maybe 50 times. And I've probably been to Whataburger a similar amount of times. Mm. And here's the deal it's, it's like comparing green apples and red apples, man. They're both yeah. good. It just depends on what you're wanting out of an apple that day. Even the airport Whataburgers rule. I'm just telling you. I think it was Memphis maybe I was at, like the day after Christmas at the airport. Whataburger, bam, hit it, get it. It was the best. <laughs> uh, in and out's just too classy to be at an airport, man. I'm, I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> I have to take the debate as oh, hard as I can. Oh, I, no, I'm sorry, guys. Noah got mad. Oh, Here it comes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Did you just say? Anyway, hey, you know what we should do? Not talk about Whataburger and In and Out. <laughs> I think you're right. Let's talk about let's talk about Noah and Kessel Run Radio yes. and how oh. he's on the Make a Star Wars Podcast Network and all the other great stuff Noah's into. Noah, yeah, give us give um, us give us your fandom and give us how all of this YouTube greatness has started back in the day. Man, so I mean, well, I guess I'll start like I got into Star Wars. I mean, people ask me like, when's the first time you ever watched Star Wars? And I, I never remember not, no, not knowing what Star Wars was. I've always just known, like, I, you know, the, the Phantom Menace is actually older than me. It's three, oh. it was, it came out three days before I was born. How dare um, you? <laughs> which a lot of people uh, get, uh, get either super upset about or think it's pretty cool. But, yeah. um, but uh, so like 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 I said, I've always known what it is. I've always been a huge fan, but I never really got into like like deep into the fandom until like f- probably like five years ago, maybe six. Around when Disney bought Star Wars, so because I, I, I heard that news and I was like, that's amazing. Um, so over the years, I've I've just kind of I've had podcasts here and there. And Kessel Radio is actually a podcast that I started back in 2015, I think. Um, with like with a few other friends in the community, like Mark Side and uh, Jared at I Snow Nothing mm-hmm. on Twitter, and uh, and Tim at Trooper Five, right on Twitter. Great guys. Now, we had that podcast back in the day, and then I, we, you know, it kind of it went away. We all got our own stuff going on, you know what I mean? And so I recently was like, I, I always like, I always like the name Kessel Run Radio, and I was like, let's bring that back and let's make it a video format on YouTube. And um, I've had, you know, and I've had other stuff like that, like you mentioned, uh, certain points of view. Mm-hmm. That's uh, I love that. And I'm going to start bringing that back on to Kessel Run Radio, actually. Oh, cool. Yeah. And um, yeah, man. So I've always just loved Star Wars and I've always and then. But, you know, like around 2012, 2013 is when I started really, really getting into it and talking about it with people like you and all, all you fine folks. All you fine gentlemen. <laughs> Except for the motherfuckers over there, like in and out. Motherfuckers, motherfuckers, okay, that's okay. <laughs> that's awesome. You know, before we started recording, I, or I told Eric this this morning. I said Noah's got this knack about being on camera. He's really, you're really good at it, dude. 
and you're and you just look very natural and you're funny and it works. So keep on plugging away. I think I think you're gonna go far. Oh, I appreciate that very much. It runs in the family for sure. My mom was a uh, a radio host and my dad's a TV producer. Oh shit! So, yeah, okay, so well always, there you go. <laughs> I've always been around those, you know, like news anchors or just like you know interviewers stuff like that. So yeah. I try to just bring that into whatever whatever I do. You totally can tell. So it's fantastic. Okay. And guys, we're going to put all the stuff on the show notes. So if you want to check out Kessel Run Radio and actually subscribe to Noah's YouTube page, we'll have it on there. And uh, please do so because he is awesome. the shit. And we met Noah for the first time when we watched Last Jedi, correct? That's right. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. And we had a good time. Yeah. We actually watched Last Jedi together, which was rad. And then we recorded it. I was a little drunk at celebration because I couldn't put two and two together. And I was like, dude, I can't believe we're finally meeting you. And you're like, yeah, we met, we podcasted together and yeah. we saw, we saw last Jedi together. I was right behind you. <laughs> I was like, Oh, you know that fuck. Little film. yeah. That little film. Last Jedi that we, that we all love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, it all came together. I think you grew about three feet uh, before, since last Probably. time I saw you. Yeah. So maybe that's right. Sure. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Well, what's some other fandom that you're into, buddy? And we know you love Star Wars, of course, but I know some of the other trailer stuff that you've done, you're pretty wide yeah. spectrum and, and diverse kind of uh, fandom. Yeah. So, well, really just film in general, movies, um, TV, not as much as movies, but definitely like movies in general, just a huge thing for me. Um, like I, I'm a filmmaker, so I obviously just love watching all kinds of films, whatever, like literally anything. I'll go watch a movie that I have no interest in at all. And mm -hmm. I'll still sit down and try to enjoy it. And like, I'm one of those guys, like I'll watch anything, you know what I mean? And so definitely film is just in movies in general. It's like my fandom. And that's even, you know, that that's might even be bigger than star Wars itself because star Wars is kind of in that fandom. You know what I mean? So, um, in, in the film fandom itself. Um, but yeah, so movies in general, for sure. Um, like Marvel, DC, I don't give a fuck, whichever one you like more. It's whatever. Marvel makes better movies, but come on. Let's get into some stuff. Let's talk about what happened with you today. Yeah, the fire. We talked about the fire earlier. Let's talk. About, let's tell the listeners what happened. Oh, dude. So, like, you know, I work at a church, and it's a production. It's a church night. I refer to it as a production, but uh, which I guess doesn't sound very spiritual. But <laughs> anyhow, so during during the service, we start the service with music. We're in like the second song, and the fire alarm goes off. Well, it's happened before. Because somebody will leave the door to the hallway up at the balcony open, and we use a hazer to fill the room up with haze so that you can see the lights, right? Colored lights, that's how it works. And it'll set the fire alarm off. So the fire alarm goes off. We just keep going like nothing's happening, and somebody shuts it off. But then a little bit later, it starts going off again. And then I see our, our facilities slash security guy come walking in, whisper to another guy, and he comes flying up on stage going... Yeah, everybody, we need to just go straight to the doors. Just just head on out, straight out to the parking lot. Oh. And that's what they did. And it turned out that there was an, it's an actually an audio device, doesn't matter what, was burning up in the wall. And the fire department came and it was a whole scene, man. But I did walk out the front door holding both my guitars. So there it was, a fire at church. Chimney crickets, but nothing went bad. I mean, no, we had to okay. you know, rip this component out of the wall. Struthers, how many kids did you run over in order to save the guitars? <laughs> None. I made them. I made them carry me. Come on, <laughs> get, get pops out of here. Get pops out of here. <laughs> you made the kids carry the guitars. Yeah, get my goddamn guitars. Oh, I, would yeah. never, I would never let a child carry one of my guitars. <laughs> there you go. 
That's that's a that's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, by the way, guys, how are you doing? Boo, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I just I just got off a of vacation. I, I took the last week off, so I'm good as going back to where it can be. But I'm uh, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Eric and I were talking about today how shitty it is going back to work after vacation. Oh right? man, what is it? Funny enough, like the start of the day, I was like, oh yeah, this is not that bad. Literally by the end of the day, I'm like, fuck this shit. This sucks. I don't know why I came right. back. This is bullshit. I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah. We did the family trip to Vegas. Oh, that's for right. Day and it was a totally different vibe when you go and your wife's pregnant <laughs> and you have like big DJs and pool parties and you're like, fuck. No, it's because I wasn't there. That's why. <laughs> that too. Yeah. 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 We definitely missed you guys. Yeah. Well, you ready to get into some, some geekdom? I'm ready. Let's do this. Everybody else ready? All right, let's start with the box office, man. And this is a fun box office for me because you guys all know how much I love Aladdin. So I was in Vegas. Instead of going to see Calvin Harris at Wet Republic Memorial Day weekend pool party, I ended up going to Aladdin. And I enjoyed it. That, it, that dad shit's coming in strong, oh, isn't dude. it? dude. Wow, that's a sharp dude, turn. I was like, not even here yet. I that's know. an immediate I was like, man, detour. I watched movies. I slept. I went <laughs> to the gym. That was my Vegas. <laughs> what? yeah. What's happened to you? Uh, uh, I'm having a baby. <laughs> I'm having a baby. You ain't never had a friend like me. Aladdin topped the weekend box office, obviously. It made $112 million over the Memorial Day weekend and $233 million worldwide already. So it, it did really well, better than they were expecting. All this blue craziness with Will Smith. Will Smith finally is back to number one. I know he's been struggling at that for the last like five or six years, but uh, he's there. He's at number one. John Wick, Wick made $24 million and Avengers Endgame made $17 million. So that's where we're at. And a quick review of Aladdin. Did anybody else see Aladdin? Or was it, you did? Brittany Brown did. Thumbs up? Brittany Brown says two thumbs up. I talked to your brother right after you saw it. He texted me because he felt like he needed to text a Persian person after he saw Aladdin. I get it. Oh, <laughs> oh, I, no. I, I, I totally understand, Rusty. <laughs> but I was, I was happy to talk to him, and it was fantastic. It was, the movie was great. Will Smith was great. They nailed if you remember the animated feature, they nailed it. And there's some new songs, and they nailed the new songs. Definitely go check it out. It's well worth whatever amount of money you're going to go see it. It's really good, guys. But I did see another movie, and we have an email about that other movie. It's, this is from Colton. Sweet. I'm about to roll up to bu bumfuck Idaho for the work week, but I had a quick question. If y'all <laughs> had time on the pod. Wait, well, time out. Bum fuck Idaho. When I first read this, I thought that was an actual city in Idaho. No, come <laughs> on, it dude. Is. It is? No, he's fucking <laughs> with, <laughs> with you. No. No. I was like, bum fuck Idaho. Then I figured out, oh, bum uh, fuck. I get it. Shit. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, Idaho. The only, only time I know the start of the Dude, Idaho is beautiful. I'm just going to tell you. It, it is. is beautiful. How are their burgers? Oh, their I'm potatoes not, are great. I'm, I'm their fries got to be awesome. So anyways, <laughs> I'm about to roll back up to bumfuck Idaho for the work week. But I had a quick question. If y'all have time on the pod, my girlfriend saw Booksmart with a few friends earlier and gave it an average review. I'm not exactly the target audience, but I feel compelled to see it to, to just to support the idea of a female directed, female leading original property. I've also felt this way about scenes supporting Ryan's upcoming film, even if it doesn't look that great. Guess the question is whether I should let set those aside, oh no, let those outside cultural factors apply to my movie going decisions, or whether I should just see whatever looks good. 
That's a great question, man. I will say that I saw this movie. Well, Lorena's like, I'm getting you back for all the movies that you've been taking me over the last six years. You're going to sit through this with me. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What, uh, is she not been entertained? She has been. Okay. But sh- she heard that this got great reviews, which it did. Mm-hmm. Really good Rotten Tomato scores. And it was done by Olivia Wilde. She did the first movie that she's ever directed. I saw it. The first 10 minutes, I looked at her and go, oh my God, this is going to be bad. And she looked at me and she goes, you got to sit through it. And it got better and better and better. <clears throat> it's not the best movie in the world. It's like super bad. But this generation's super bad. And it's all female-led. They're great in it. The cool thing is Billy Lord's in it, and she steals the show throughout the entire film. I don't know how they put her as a senior in high school. You know, beside that point, she <laughs> kills it. She is fantastic. And we don't get to see her do that in our Star Wars films, but she has some chops. I, I really like her, and she was hilarious. She has great timing and everything. Going back to this question... Should you put the cultural factors aside or should you apply them to your movie-going decision-making? You know I'm going to go to you. You are the man behind the camera and in front of the camera. What do you think about this? Well, um, I, I saw this movie actually today. Oh, cool. Uh, and I, uh, yeah, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, I, and also I went in and I didn't really – I guess to answer the question, I, I guess just go see whatever you want if it looks good. I mean I don't really – I. I don't think you're, you know, the cultural stuff should, you know, go into what movies you decide to go see. I mean, for sure, like, if you want to support a, like, a female directed, female led, um, um, film, and it, it definitely, and it, but it's, it's great anyway. So just go see it. Um, basically support any film that you feel like you want to see. And also, if you want, you know, it, the people who made it for sure, like, support them. But I mean, I wouldn't say let the, like, the culture just, like, influence you on what you go see. Right. Or dictate yeah, you. Not yeah. Like, yeah. Do what you want, but. Like I wanted to go see this movie, but not for I was really excited for this movie, not really for the all that all the culture stuff, but just because I I love first off I think Olivia Wilde is great, yeah, um, so do I. and I also Beanie Feldstein who plays one of the main um, two girls in the film is like Joe, is, she's hilarious she's in a bunch of stuff and I didn't know this till recently that's Jonah Hill's little sister is it really yeah which one the brunette yeah, yeah the brunette one yeah she was great they both were great. Was, and so that's in, in really the whole time while I was watching it, I was like, this is very, very like much like super bad. But like you said, for this generation, I totally agree with you on that. But yeah, and I, I loved it. So you should definitely go support this movie because it's a great film and also because it's great, you know, it, and, and all the women in front of the camera and behind the camera, which is, you know, still rare nowadays, which sucks. But so definitely go support right. it for that and also just go see a good, a, like a really good movie. I 100% agree. I know I got a lot of backlash because it didn't make a lot of money this week. This weekend, because of, and if you look at all the top five, it's all big action-packed movies. But that's what Memorial Day is, um, and this was an independent film. And I know a lot of people said it didn't meet the expectations. There shouldn't be really huge expectations. It was an indie film that was written really well, directed really well, and acted really well. It doesn't matter if it made ten dollars. It doesn't matter if it made five million dollars. Go see it. It's really good. Just like Noah said, mm-hmm. it's worth your while. It is a little crude. So if you don't like the crew, yeah. well, if you don't like crew, you shouldn't be listening to us. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Honest, that's yeah. true. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's a it's a winner. It's a really good one. When people make art, they're they're making it from like their their point of view and all this stuff. It's really hard to. I don't know. I think you just have to take it for what it is. 
of course, you say that and somebody can put out the most heinous thing ever. And then you're like, well, you said to, it's all, everything's good. So, yeah, <laughs> right. that's, exactly. that, that's true. That's really kind of a trick question. And I don't want to answer. He's not going to answer yeah. you, Colton. But thank you for the email, Colton. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> for the most part, most movies that do get released that have a cultural significance, you already know that from the gate. Like, you know that from jump. If a movie comes uh-huh. out, for the most part, you're going to go, okay, this means something like and it usually carries that weight automatically it kind of like get out because it the all cast was african-american the director was african-american the budget wasn't very much or even black panther or even black panther which basically automatically exploded like boom here you go this is what you know what i mean like you knew all right there's a level that comes with this i just think as far as book smart goes it's an indie film sitting in the you know what I mean? How are you in the room with all the other heavyweights? Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. It's just really tough. And that's the issue if there is one. Uh, I think the movie's going to make a lot of money within the next oh, month. Oh, yeah, or no. Two. And, and it's going to get a cult following yes, through the rentals. Cult that's right. And that's what I was thinking. Things. It's going to become a cult classic. It will. And, and it will. sometimes, you know what? That's the other thing, too. Sometimes, just because there's some product, that, a, a movie or a product out there that is put out by, you know, people of color or all women, sometimes it's. If it's horrible, it's like, oh, geez, do I really need to, you know what I mean? You go, oh, I don't want to support something that's terrible. Right. You know, and a lot of people kind of catch a backlash, but it's the truth. Like, just just because, okay, a bunch of people put this out and it may have some kind of cultural significance. That's garbage. Like, why would I support that? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's like, oh, well, you support the people. It's like. Not necessarily. Eh, not necessarily. Uh, you're, you're paying your money to yeah, get entertained. I'm not paying my money for yeah. just dog doo-doo like that's you can say shit on this podcast that's less. understood too feel free and you know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that's well, the truth well, but you're when you put it like that too man i mean if it a, a terrible product doesn't do anything to uplift the exact exactly the exactly. point of view that it's coming from it does the opposite in that yeah in that stance it's exactly backwards and so propping something up for a reason that isn't the right reason doesn't end up helping anybody. And I know this is going to sound like a pretty flippant example. Okay. But it's sort of like telling people that they can sing when they can't sing worth a damn. That's right. Just because you, you don't want to hurt their feelings. And I realize that that's borderline ridiculous, but I think you understand what I'm yeah, getting I know what you're saying. Yeah. It's like, it's like, Look, I'm sorry, but in my line of work, I run into a lot of people who have been told their whole life that they can sing and they mm-hmm. certainly <laughs> cannot. And so and so that's that's not helping anybody, including the people that you want to encourage to look into something that maybe they haven't been exposed to. You don't yep. know anything about this culture. You should go check it out. Oh, by the way, it totally sucks this movie. But you know, try to ignore that fact. All you're doing yeah. is 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 hurting it in the long yeah, run. Yeah, just from misrepresentation. That word. Yeah, that, that, that's that's the right word. Yeah, yeah, it's just misrepresentation, and you're just like, oh, yeah. is this the best we got? Oh, we need to go back and do this over. Well, you know what I think really hurts Booksmart is Netflix and streaming services because people will wait. Now that's true. When yeah. Superbad was on, there was there if the Netflix was around, it wasn't as predominant as it is now so now you're like oh that's a netflix flick you know that's an amazon prime flick yeah because if you have a choice between john wick and booksmart you know or you have in game in aladdin and booksmart 
Mm-hmm. Most people are going to pick the other three. Yeah, if Lorena didn't right. want me to go, and I love those type of movies. I love independent films. I yes. really do. I go all the time. But that did not look appealing to me at all for some reason. But when I went in, I was glad at the end of it that I went. I laughed out loud multiple times. Uh-huh. And it was because of Billy Lord, by the way. <laughs> She's so well, fun. It, that movie. She was so great. It, and I think part of what ends up happening, Araj, in your case, is you don't view that as the kind of movie that you need to have the group experience with. Exactly. That's right. And you don't need to have the big giant screen and and the super killer audio. That's not what that movie's about. And so because of that, you do. You think, well, here I am at the cinema. What should I go see? Right. Well, I can watch that at home. I think that's another part of it is it doesn't require in your mind. It doesn't require the big viewing experience. So let's just wait. Yeah, 100 percent. That's exactly 100 percent dead on on that one. Yeah, but, you know, although it can be determined that Netflix and the streaming stuff and all that can, in essence, hurt a movie. You know, nowadays, if it's not making, you know, north of $100 million or something like that, it gets tossed to the wayside, which sucks. That does suck. There's a lot of movies out there that deserve credit, that deserve to be seen. And now with easier processes like, you know, Amazon and Netflix and whatever else is going to be coming out in the next few years, the people will actually see it. It might not make money, but it'll get its credit and it'll get its, you know, what it, what it deserves. Although it doesn't make the money, what would you rather have it be tossed away and nobody knows about it or it be seen? That's true. You know, that's, that's, that's the, that's the world we live in now. It's either you either make a billion dollars or you don't exist, which is shitty. That sucks. It's shitty, but that's, that's Hollywood now. Here's the thing though, man that is just the sort of business model that ends up turning into the music industry. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Mm-hmm. No, it, it, so, it'll come and crash down eventually. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so suddenly then, man, it's the small filmmaker who manages to end up making a better percentage because that's what happens in music, man. I'll just give you a real quick example. Let's say you're a band who ends up getting signed. You sign your first deal and you're, you get, if you're lucky, a three album contract, but it's usually all contingent on the first one. You don't make crap off of that. And if it's not successful, yeah, you had a fun ride and you got to say that you were signed to a record label, but you will make more money selling your CDs out of your trunk, doing the same tour that yep. you did while you were signed. And that's to why, that's why it indie. still happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's why you get artists who make solid livings it, that nobody knows who they are because That's they have right. just enough of a following and they're doing it all on their own and they're not part of the machine. There's a lot of rappers that do that out of the trunk of their car, make money selling their CDs, mixtapes. Now you got SoundCloud, you got other ways to put your stuff out there. You don't even need to be signed in most cases. And then when you finally do get signed, you can negotiate your own deal and be like, look, I don't need you guys. You need me, you know? So, uh, yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Great, great discussion. Though. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Colton. You mm-hmm. sparked the fire, the fire. There it is. So burn the first order. That's down. right. That's what, that's the exact <laughs> line. I, that's exactly the line I was thinking of. And I could come out with a good job. I, I thought I, I told you it's your birthday. Yeah. Your I was, birthday. I was trying to get it out for you. I was yeah. Like, yeah and you. here we go. <laughs> Real quick though, there was a little segue before we get into Star Wars stuff. Rotten Tomatoes, since we're talking about movies and all this stuff, Rotten Tomatoes reveals their new scoring system to prevent the trolls. We talked about this a while back, but but now they talked about how they're going to do it. So this is how it works. Now when you purchase a ticket to any film through Fandango, you can choose to have your account linked to Rotten Tomatoes. Through that link, you'll be able to post a verified review rating on Rotten Tomatoes as your ticket purchase will be your verification that you've seen the film. If you haven't seen the film, you go into 
all ratings. So, huh. so that way people can verify that they saw the film before they review it. So this so, is like a fan certified fresh yes, kind of thing. Which is great yeah. because you can't go and troll Captain America and not go to Marvel. And I'm sorry, vomit. Captain yeah, Marvel. Give it a 30% with, without seeing it or mm-hmm. episode right. nine already had some shitty reviews or <laughs> shitty scores. That's funny. Exactly. I like this. Mm-hmm. I like this. And as much as people say, I don't fucking care about Rotten Tomato. I don't look at it. Bullshit. We yeah, all look lying. at it. Yeah. They're, they're, it, they're not telling the full truth. It helps. <laughs> yeah. It helps. Oh, it, it does help. It's, it's not my end all be all, but it gives me a, an idea right. of how a movie is and that kind of thing. So if, you know, if I if I go in there has thirty percent, I got low expectations. Oh, great, it's better. You know, that that's yeah. the way I, w- I went into Dumbo. Dumbo was like at fifty percent or something like that, and I came out. I was like, no, that's a seventy. Well, even movie. Aladdin was at fifty eight, but the the audience score was like a ninety seven. Yeah, so it was like, like okay, there's a big discrepancy mm-hmm. here. They should have done this long time ago. Well, I think one thing to keep in mind, I do think that's a good idea. But for the average person, man, one thing to keep in mind, especially when you're like. For me, for example, I love Star Wars and I hate seeing people pile on a Star Wars movie just out of spite to try to bring the, the rating down. And it's because it's your thing and you want you want it to have this high score. Right. And, but if it doesn't, it doesn't make it any less valuable to you. But it's kind of like, let's say that you love a burger place. You want everybody to think that that's the best burger place <laughs> around, even it though is. it probably isn't. Exactly. And so, so. <laughs> I don't know how that ties into anything else. No, it's full circle. It's full circle. What a burger. You got to listen in and out, battle it out. We should all get together. No, you're going to come down for episode nine, right? Oh, yeah, I'll be there. Smuggle a Whataburger down here for us. (laughs) I'll bet you that'll stand up to how cold or hot it can be. I'll bet you it'll still be be warmer than in and out. Shut up. Yeah, I'm going to get some hate. I'm Californian talking shit on in and out. Yeah. <laughs> you know who would settle this? Haas would be the perfect guy to settle this whole thing. Ooh, Haas would be in and out experience. He did love in and out. And Boo, you can't hate because you haven't had a water burger. I don't need to. Oh, okay. Oh. Dude, don't. Hey, listen. Don't <laughs> let that stop you from experiencing Oh, no. I would great. try it. Absolutely. But I already know, hands down, in and outs better no matter what. I'm going to eat it. I love burgers. Anywhere I go, I'll try it. But if somebody's like, great burger, John, I'm like, great, we're going. Okay. Yeah, well, I'll try it, but I already know that it's it's already going to be it's inferior. Two. Absolutely, dude. Okay. My very first quote unquote real girlfriend, I thought nobody is ever going to be better than this. And when we broke up, I was devastated because I knew that for the rest of my life, I was never, ever going to have anything as great as that. I'm glad, boy, Brittany, oh boy, I'm glad Brittany did not hear that. <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad Brittany didn't have earphones on for that one. Tell my young self that you know what, you're it's all good, man. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> let's, no move on. let's move on. That, that was actually forward. pretty good analogy. It was a good analogy. That's pretty good. Yeah. It was. That's it was. Good. I agree. I agree. And I'm glad Brittany didn't hear it. <laughs> she doesn't want to hear it. She's sitting right here. Yeah. <laughs> I'll find out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. I think it's time for a little Star Wars news. Go ahead, Eric. Guide us through this galaxy of wonderful spaceships and aliens and handsome and beautiful people. <laughs> well, so, all right. Galaxy's Edge, man, uh, is when is it open to the public? On is the, that, thir- on the 31st. Friday. On the, on the 31st. And I don't know if you know this, Eric, but Brittany just let us know that George Lucas, Mark Hamill, and Billy D. Williams are, I'm sorry, Harris and Harrison? Mm-hmm. Holy yeah. crap. Are actually there right now. But Harrison didn't plan to be there. He crashed his plane. No. So oh, he's like, oh, shit, I'm here. Oh, hey, guys. Good one. Yeah. Good one. That is yes. pretty good. They're actually there right now. How cool is that? 
I bring this up because they had some preview days and some of our friends got to go check it out. And I don't know like how surprised they were about being able to go because I didn't catch wind of it ahead of ahead of time. But suddenly it's like, hot damn, I'm going to Galaxy's Edge. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, man, th- th- I, I was pretty jealous. Yes. Yes. I talked to Jason yesterday and he talked to me for an hour about the experience without spoiling the experience, which was really cool of him, which is very cool. Listening to him being excited, like Jason gets excited about Star Wars, obviously, right? But it has to be something huge for him to get really excited. His description of what he went through, yeah, he was talking like he was a 12-year-old boy. I am very, very, I have reservations for June 18th. Isn't that, isn't that when Malik's due? Oh, he better not be. <laughs> he, he better not be. Um, what if what if he's born in Galaxy's Edge? Oh, gosh, he'd be a citizen of Batu. That'd, that'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be rad. Are you kidding? I'm trying to tell Lorena to keep Malik in there until July 11th so I can get free Slurpees for the rest of his life. You know 7-11? What I mean? oh, yeah, 7-11. Right. You get free Slurpees. You keep, you keep Malik in there until July 11th. But listen, <laughs> he, uh, he actually loved it. And he said the experience is, was unbelievable. He said it's surreal because it's so real uh, when you're walking around. And he put up about nine parts or eight, nine parts. And he wrote about it. I didn't read any of it because I didn't want to get spoiled for the experience. But if you don't live around here, you're not going to go. Definitely check out his articles because he describes everything in, in detail. And he got to go with Steel on, on the Millennium Falcon ride a couple of times because they met up. They went separately, but they met up. And by the end of the day... There was hardly anybody in the park because it was all family and friends. They all left and they pretty much had the park to themselves. So he got to go on the Falcon ride five times and he absolutely just said it was awesome. Said visually, it wasn't that much different than Star Tours, but the experience is totally different. And, and you have to have some skilled gamers in order to win what you need to win. So that, wow. that's, that's what they said. And he said that stores are amazing. If you're on the first order side and you go into a store, you can only buy first order stuff. They won't have stuff. Uh, and the toys and stuff are made like Ray's toys and Jyn Erso's toys from Rogue One. So it's that kind of stuff. You can get your own lightsaber that take you to a back room and you make it and they'll have a whole backstory for it. And then you can take that lightsaber and talk to other employees about what this lightsaber meant to you and they'll interact with you. Kylo Red's walking around. Chewie is on top of a, the Falcon, working on the Falcon constantly. It's crazy. He said, but if you're expecting to go on a bunch of rides, you're not going to because it's only one ride right now. Uh, yeah. Max, Max is going to be two. But if you're expecting to go and just be immersed in this world of Star Wars, then you're going to absolutely love it. So that, that's, that was his take. God, so, that sounds so glorious. Excited. <laughs> yeah. So excited. I'm debating on waiting to go because I was, I was thinking about going in J- July. Because like reservations, you like like you said, you have a reservation for June eighteenth at Raj. Yeah, it kind of. I think it's at like June twenty sixth. I think it ends, and I think I'm going to be going in July after okay. reservations end. You can just go. It's just like whoever wants to go can go. Right. I think you have to get to the park like insanely early to get in, but I'm fine with that. Um, but I'm debating on like waiting until Rise of the, of the Resistance is open because, like mm-hmm. Jason said, there's only one ride right now, and Rise of the Resistance ever since. There's been talk about what rides are going to be in the park, and it was Smuggler's Run and Rise of the Resistance. Rise of the Resistance always sounded like super dope, and I was super excited for it. And I was I was bummed out to know that it's not going to be ready for like the opening. Right. Um, so I'm debating just waiting 
um, to spend all that money to get in there and all that stuff until Rise of Resistance is, is finally open. Um, but, oh my God, everything I've heard, all the stuff I've seen looks amazing. Like, I don't know if I can wait that long because I don't know when that's going to be open. I might just have to go twice. I can't wait to read what Lucas and Ford and Billy D and Hamill say about it. That's yeah. super cool. Can't believe Harrison's there. He didn't plan on it. So, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, that old Jim. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I cracked myself up there for a second. All right, so last week, it was the 20th anniversary of Phantom Menace, and we really didn't talk about it. I figured that we get into it a little bit, at least. And I know that George talked about how the reaction was of, from, you know, from people and, and the critics and stuff about the prequels. Yeah, well, okay, so specifically... On uh, StarWars.com, they've got an, an oral history of Star Wars The Phantom Menace. And it's pretty good, man, because several people are interviewed in this. And it's definitely worth a read. But what George Lucas talks about, he says, he says the films were designed for 12-year-olds. I said that right from the very, very beginning in the very first interviews I did for A New Hope. It's just that they were so popular with everybody that everybody forgot that. Then when I came back to do Phantom Menace, it was 20 years later. So if you were 10 years old when you saw A New Hope, you'd be 30 years old when you saw Phantom Menace. So you weren't a kid anymore. I think you were kind of embarrassed, and what you thought was a really fantastic movie for a 12-year-old wasn't that great for a grown-up. I think that was the main cause of the fall of Episodes 1, 2, and 3. Believe me, it took a beating. That was interesting, because I don't 100% agree with that. Because uh, I, I think they were designed for 12-year-olds, but they were very well done. Mm -hmm. They were so well done that adults enjoyed them immensely as well. So I, I like the prequels. Don't get me wrong. I'm not shitting on the prequels. But they don't hold up to the original trilogy. Um, Story-wise, directing-wise, acting-wise. And I'm not blaming any of them. I just think that, you know, we can talk about this for eight hours the special effects technology were so new and it was so amazing what they were doing. I think George really just dived into the special effects more than dialogue, more than acting, more than anything. He just wanted to show what he could do with, with ILM. Well, let me, let me tell you this. I think for the aspect of here's a movie I made for 12 year olds. Okay. A new hope that 20 years later, you make a movie that you think is aimed at 12 year olds. It's kind of like, when your grandma gives you a gift when you're 13 and she still thinks you're eight, mm -hmm. you, you yep. know what I mean? In her yep. head, you're a kid and she knows what it is you like. And it's like, come on, grandma, I'm not really that hip to the Smurfs anymore. And it's, I wonder if there's an element of that because it right. was, you know, George Lucas was 20 years older and he, he's like, here's what I think that the same age a kid would like now it's like then and i think maybe he overshot it and you're right the technology it's so tempting to to take mm -hmm. that route with effects like that they were new and you're like oh my god it looks so real look at it you can't even tell mm -hmm. and now you look back and you're like oh man when neo's fighting all those agent smiths that looks like a cartoon right you know what i mean i think that's a huge piece of that so if you're hip to the despecialized editions at all, or if you just happen to have like a, um, the one DVD set that had the, the bonus, there were the like yeah. the laser disc scans yep. where you can see what it was like before. And there's a scene where the <laughs> sand crawler is going along and it's, oh my gosh, dude, when you watch it, 
I, cause I was all about the despecialized editions for the longest time. And then one day I just randomly threw in my, like, like the most recent Blu-ray. And I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to stick with this. Uh-huh. I, I, I no, can I... accept the extra footage. It's just fine. Okay. So I haven't yeah. done that. Well, as someone who grew up watching the original trilogy and the, the prequel trilogy, like at the same time, like I didn't experience the original trilogy first and then the prequels. Um, the, I always, knew and I always came to the conclusion that the prequels were so much, so much more childish than the original trilogy. It just is. In the original trilogy, there is nothing that compares to how goofy and childish Jar Jar is. There's nothing. Nothing. He's stepping in poop the whole time and he's doing all this shit and there's nothing like that. Like The only thing that you can compare him to in the original trilogy is maybe like C-3PO sometimes. Like That's the only thing. So when George says this, I'm like, that's bullshit. I'm sorry. It, it, it's it. The prequels are so pandered to kids so much more than the original trilogy did. And for sure, you probably he probably made the original trilogy for for kids the same age. But if he just went a little overboard with the prequels, mm-hmm. I think. And um, and also going to the the, the, the special effects too. I, I agree. Like he just was going. I think he was just so excited about everything he could do with all the yeah. special effects. And like I was watching that TNT thing too. And you just look at some of the Gungans. Like in, in Phantom Menace, and it's bad. Like it's really bad. Like Jar Jar, he has his moments where he looks bad, but all the little extra Gungans in the background at the Battle yeah. of Naboo, like on whenever they're on, they're on the, the grassy plane or whatever, like it is, it's pretty awful at, at some point. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I told, I disagree with George. Um, I think he's just kind of, I think he's just a little butthurt about it still. Yeah. Um, he's a little bitter. He's just trying to, yeah, he's just trying to make, uh, make excuses, which, but he's George Lucas and he can say whatever he wants and I'm still going to love him. So. Yeah, me too. I mean, yeah, he is the creator, man. I mean, he, mm-hmm. he can say whatever the hell he wants. I wish he would have just said, I was thinking about 12 year olds when I was making the prequels and that's it. Yeah. You know, but I, I, I give him credit for that. He's stuck with what he wanted to do. He made the original trilogy for 12 year olds and he made the prequels for 12 year olds. Yeah, but, I don't, but what we're saying is we don't agree that he made him for 12 year olds. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. no but but the fact that he said it. Yeah, I, I, I do think that he is bitter and I think yeah. he's a little butthurt about it. But you do see the the push to the kid aspect. Noah is right. It is made for younger than a 12 year old. Guaranteed. <clears throat> but I do. I do like that. He still wanted to capture that fan base still he could have catered to the 30 year old crowd that saw the original trilogy and that you know that captured them no he wanted to make a whole new world well not a whole new world but a whole new we're back to aladdin yeah really a whole <laughs> new <laughs> a whole new uh what is it trilogy for the new generation yeah the gonna no, get i get that so i i yeah. give him i give him credit for that because you know he he, he stuck sure. to what he wanted to do and he knew that this is the better thing, you know, instead right. of catering to his older fan base, he's like, no, no, I got to make a new one. I got to, I got to bring these kids into the world of star Wars. I just think that he constantly is trying to defend it. Yeah. And he shouldn't huh. give a fuck anymore. No. Just like, go fuck yeah. yourselves. Like, yeah. like people didn't like it. They didn't like it. I yeah. made shit ton of money. I made $5 billion or whatever it was selling the Lucasfilm or whatever yeah. it is. I yeah. did what I needed to do. People still love the, prequels absolutely there, there's a set of people that love them more than the originals mm-hmm. they grew up with them um so he shouldn't he shouldn't even get into this like bantering yeah. back and forth shit so what about the jj telling vanity fair that he's doing episode nine his way love and it. no other way 
I think it. that's cool. Basically, what he's driving at, man, is he's not sticking to preconceived notions of what a Star Wars or the methodology that a Star Wars movie gets made. He's got a firm idea for it and he's going to follow it. And that's how it's going to be, which I think that's cool, man. I mean, there's definitely elements that you want to keep. You want to keep like the, the side wipes and stuff like that. You want to yeah. keep that in there, but mm-hmm. past that, this is, this is wrapping it all up. And when you think about like what we were just talking about, the difference between the prequels and the original trilogy and like maybe what the intended target was and all that, you're trying to wrap up all of that. So to cover that gamut, you're going to have to maybe do some, something that's a little bit outside the box because you can't just emulate one or the other because visually they're really not that similar. No, they're not. So, so yeah, good on him, man. Make make a kick-ass movie. Yeah. I like his quote. He said, working on nine, I found myself approaching it slightly different. Which is, which is to say that on 7, I felt beholden to Star Wars in a way that was interesting. I was doing what to the best of my ability I felt Star Wars should be. I felt slightly more renegade. It felt slightly more like, you know, fuck it. I'm going to do the thing that feels right because it does, not because it adheres to something. And I love that. It, uh, it reminds me of uh, Ryan, Ryan, Johnson. Ryan Johnson. And I was going to say, be careful with, <laughs> with right. Star Wars fans because Ryan Johnson did the exact same thing. And just got fucking annihilated for it. The people who, like, I, I was watching a video about this. It just popped up on my recommended. And y- y- y'all know what the fandom menace is? You know what I've that is? I've heard of it. Those I've seen fucking it. As well. I, well yeah. I watched one of their videos popped up the other day. And I didn't even know it was one of their videos. So I started watching it. And it was just, it was talking about how JJ said fuck it. And they were pissed. Oh, they were like, go. man, fuck JJ. Don't say fuck it about Star Wars. And the reason that he, he has this mindset. Uh, at least I, I think the reason he has this mindset is he's like, everyone, one of the biggest criticisms from those fandom menace people, like, oh, you just rehashed a new hope. So now he's going into this one, like, you know what? Maybe they're right. Maybe I should do my own shit. And then they're mad at him for doing that. And I'm like, yeah, you're the there's... fucking, they're the fucking reason that he's doing that. Right. Like, exactly. So you pick a side. They just want to be mad about everything. That's been, exactly right, man. Them. I talked about them on Kessel Run Radio today, and I, I, I basically just told them to fuck you, fuck you, and fuck you. Who's next? On Twitter all day today. They Good for you. Coming at me. Good for coming you. Coming at me. It's been crazy. But yeah, they're, they're, they're fuckers, and they get mad about everything. And I'm like, I don't even want them to be a, a, around anymore if they're just going to act like little kids all day, complaining about everything. But that's well, it. And they're the reason why JJ feels the way he does, I think, personally, just because that was his biggest criticism from them. Their biggest criticism for, for him in The Force Awakens was that he didn't do anything different. He just rehashed A New Hope. So y'all did this to yourselves, I guess. Yeah, exactly right. And this is this thing we talked about last week. We talked about entitlement and fandom. Yeah. And it just propped my I saw another petition today that started again, a new one about taking Benioff and Weiss off the Star Wars project. <laughs> and people are stupid. Oh, fuck. just got the wrong ass motivations. Like, yeah, I can't wait till the period in my life where I've got so much free time yeah. that I'm going to start doing this. <laughs> you know what this is like? This is like the old man who writes letters to the editor of his local paper every day because he's <laughs> retired and he doesn't have anything going on. Yep. You know what I saw? You know what I saw? I saw a bunch of kids playing in my lawn. That's not that's got to go. Get off my lawn. That's right. I saw oh. the weather lady. She was showing too much cleavage. That's got to stop. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's ridiculous. No, no, exactly. yeah. Yeah. There's a Twitter account. I think it's called uh, Ban or Boycott Nine. 
And I happened to catch <laughs> a, a, a thing of this. Well, and what they they posted this thing, and it was somebody who I think I can't remember if I no because I actually looked at their their whole tweet. So they retweeted it, but with a "Are you serious right now?" kind of thing. And what it was was this movie poster, and it that they had made that was something about the movie that the fans deserve and wanted, or something <sighs> like that. And it was old Luke, old Han, old Leia. Leia's holding the lightsaber. All these things. And <laughs> I, I got to tell you, that's not what I wanted. I did not no. want to see the continuing adventures of old people trying to do stuff that, that young people are supposed to do and, and in real life. That is exactly the opposite of what would happen. You would have somebody like Leia, who is now a general, who's raising up the people to do the thing. Yep. She's too important to be doing that. She's got too much knowledge and experience. She needs to be the one that's doing exactly what she's been doing in the movies. And what they really want, what Fandom Menace wants, is for the sequel trilogy to be about the same characters that the original trilogy was about. They wanted them to be the focal point of it. And it's like, hey, if you and one of the people made a great comment was like, hey, if you want to watch the original trilogy, go watch it. It's still there. That's yeah. it. I just want to remake it with those. You know, why? Again, it goes back to what Noah said. Is just you're just finding something to be pissed at. Yeah, and that, they're and just that, sad people who are just yeah. feel the need to get pissed about everything, and they, they don't get. And that's what I kept saying too. Is the entitlement, like like y'all mentioned, is just is just off. Like anyone who starts a fucking petition to remake the season eight of Game of Thrones or, oh, or, or cancel Ryan Johnson's trilogy or get Benny off and wise on their trilogy. Bring the EU back. Shut up. The EU fucking sucked for the most part. Like, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I, the EU has some cool, cool stuff. Yeah. But the EU fucking blows. Yeah. 10% part. of it's fantastic. The rest is garbage. Yeah. And so all, all this, and they're just entitled and it, it, it's, it's terrible. It's yeah, terrible. It's terrible. I want them, I want them out of fandom. I was doing some research, Noah, that you might be interested in that when it comes like those EU books, did you know they're still there? They still exist. (laughs) And if you want them to Mm -hmm. be back, all you got to do is go pick one up and read it. It still exists. And so the fact that they're not canon, they weren't considered canon to begin with. If that's your canon, read them, read them till you're to your heart's content. Hey, I was at Barnes and Noble and there's a shit ton of them still there. Major section. That's right. Go to your library. They all have them and they're probably selling them. My brother bought like, five of those hard covers for me for like 35 cents. That's funny. Yeah. I have them all here, but they even have a label at the top that says legends just so you can find them easier. You know, that's right. That's right. Thank you for that, Eric. Thank you for guiding us through star Wars talk. Yeah, man. No problem. Let's talk a little, some pop culture breakdown. Hey, you know what though, what we should do real quick. Yeah. that baby what, <laughs> baby was that i'm trying to think was it mega death yes that was yes. holy wars the punishment due yes and that's right that was the track that took Megadeth from being this band fronted by a guy who used to be in metallica to a band that was a force to be reckoned with and yes. it was like what catapulted them into being a big deal and that particular song, man, it, oh my gosh, it's like that one of those songs where I can still remember hearing it for the very first time because there's all these movements to it. And I mean, Megadeth was just okay to me, but dudes, even if you don't dig them, this song is a, is a study in what to do with thrash metal. 
I always remembered as a kid listening to Megadeth, it was always like a rivalry between Metallica and Megadeth. And you're either a Megadeth fan or a Metallica fan because Metallica wrong, David Dave Mustaine, and you can't listen to both. But yeah, they were great, man. They had their uh, their piece in the in the in the limelight there for a while, and they're great musicians. And their concerts were crazy. I went to a Megadeth show once. Holy mackerel! I think I went to Megadeth and Pantera. Oh shit! Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, and that was just crazy. And it was like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? We we just <laughs> we just started a segment last week where one of us picks a song and randomly plays it on the podcast, and we just jump into it and talk about the band and the song and where we were. Yeah, it's called the Music Minute. It's awesome. So now it's yeah, between no, Les and uh, Boo later don't know, on. Don't know them at all. So y'all, y'all go ahead. <laughs> I don't know if Boo knows Megadeth much. Do you? Not not much. I've I've heard their music and it's awesome. Yeah, it, it literally melting your face as it begins. Yeah, but uh, not too much. No. What I just heard was fantastic. Sounded pretty badass. But uh. yeah, it's cool. And Les gave it said he'd have to give his black card away if he listened to too much Iron Maiden. <laughs> so I think Megadeth is right up there. Right? They had one big hit. I think Symphony of Destruction. Yeah, yeah. Symphony of Destruction was probably their their most known tune. Yeah, but Holy Wars is considered pro- by most fans, I'd say, to be their crowning achievement. Cool. That was your Music Minute brought to you by Eric Strathers. Now we can get some pop culture breakdown. Harrison Ford, our boy who's at Galaxy's Edge right now, mm-hmm. was on the Today Show talking about his Pets 2 movie that's coming out. He's in it. Secret, Life, Secret of Life of Pets. Pets? Secret oh, Life of nice. Pets. Bro. Yeah, he's in it. And he's, he had said he had a blast and all that great stuff. But we have an audio clip because he talks about Indy. He talks about Indy 5. Mm-hmm. And I thought that it was fantastic. I don't know if you guys heard this or saw this. Let's listen to this. It's Indiana Jones, yeah. number five. He's in here somewhere. It's, well, it's, 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 he better be because it's coming out. <laughs> He wants to come out. It's it's um when when you're done with that role, yeah. Who would you like? Who would you like to see as Indiana Jones? Nobody <laughs> is going to be Indiana Jones ever. Don't you get it? No one. I'm Indiana Jones. So when you're gone, it's gone. When I'm gone. He's gone. It's easy. Get it in here, okay? Yeah. Well, now now I've got it. Yeah. Harrison Ford. This is a hell of a way to tell Chris Pines this. He, he made Chris Pratt, by the way. I'm said. sorry, man. <laughs> well, you know, better that he heard from you. Yeah, yeah. I thought so. So there you go. He's just, he's the shit, dude. The fact that he got his name wrong oh, shows yeah. that he doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't give he's a like, fuck. He's like, fuck who's ever yeah. going to, whoever wants to do it, fuck them. They're going to be garbage. I don't care. Chris yeah. this, Chris that, whoever yeah. it is. Your name doesn't even matter. You yeah, exactly. Who are you? But yeah. you guys realize that Chris Pine did take over one of his. Yeah. Yes. He sure did. He did a great job. He took yeah, over he Jack Ryan. But so. when he said Chris Pine, that's why I want to play this. That's not a bad pick to be indie, man. Yeah, but does he get to be Jack Ryan and Indiana Jones? Why well, not? Why not? Jack Ryan yeah, Indiana right. Jones. Yeah, he's we got a point. He's Chris Harrison now, or he's Chris Ford now. Yeah. There's another thing I watched in Las Vegas was Star Trek Into Darkness. Oh, it's, it's great! Such a great fucking movie. Fantastic. I'm not a Star Trek fan. Fantastic, except for the laser, f- the lens flares. Oh my god, oh, JJ. They're everywhere. Yeah, like when they're, they're not supposed to be everywhere. Right. This is inside of a house or inside of a ship. Totally interior setting. There's lens flares for no reason. Is that the one with the uh, Benedict Cumberbatch? No, that's no, the that's one with Eric Bana. No, Star Trek in the Darkness is, is Eric uh, Bana. Idris Elba. 
Yeah, no, that's the third one. Yeah, Idris Elba's the bad guy. Yeah, no, the yeah, first one, so, the, the first one was with Eric, Eric Bonner. Bonner. The second one oh, is Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, the, the first one's one. called what? Just Star, Star Trek? Trek? Just Star Trek. Star Trek. Star Trek. Yeah. Oh, okay, it was the first one then. God, are you yeah. a nerd or not? Not Star Trek. <laughs> not, not Star Trek. <laughs> the first one with Eric Bana is just Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. that was on. That was that one's yeah. really good. That one's good. Yeah, that one's really good. The, but the third one's kind of. Eh. But uh, I love this, and then Chris Pine might not be a bad indie man if they're gonna. And I don't. I think he's right. They should not. And we've talked about this hundred mm-hmm. times. They should not have it where he's Indiana Jones. Obviously, he should pass the torch to a new person, to yeah. a new guy yeah. that takes over, kind of like James Bond. But maybe they don't call him Indy. I don't know. That's that's. I don't. Know. I don't know how they'll do it. Yeah, that's. But, but they're gonna have to. Mm-hmm. But I thought that was great. It's just typical, yeah. perfect Harrison Ford. What do you think, Noah, about Indiana Jones in the Indy Five and seeing an old Harrison Ford run around? It's kind of like what we just talked about with Star Wars. We didn't want to yeah. see that for Star Wars. Do we want to see this with Indiana Jones? Yeah, no, I, I'm down for it because I think Harrison. I mean, obviously, we love Harrison. Harrison's great and. In The Force Awakens, like, he didn't do much, like, running around and all that stuff. But when he did, I thought it looked okay. It didn't, I mean, I was a little nervous about seeing, you know, old-ass Han Solo, you know, in action and stuff like that. But Yeah, he killed I think it. it. Yeah, and Indy 5, I mean, obviously they'll have to limit all his action to a certain extent. But I'm excited to see it. And and also, when it comes to recasting him, I'm like, yeah, he de- obviously, you know, he's not going to be like, yeah, get whoever, I don't care. You know what I mean? But, like... They're going to have to do it at some point, and I don't think they're going to do a pass the torch thing. They're just going to recast him. And like you said, I think Chris Pine would be fantastic. A good yeah. pick. And Chris Pratt, sure. I mean, I guess. I mean, um, he, he would be okay, but I don't know who I would pick because I don't want to think about it. Like, I don't really want to think about anybody else as Indiana Jones yeah, other than I know Ford, it. Especially because at that point in time, it'll probably be like after he, he's passed. Or at least pretty close to it, or and, and that that I don't even want to think about that Oof. at all. No, uh, no. And we're gonna see Tom, we're, we're gonna see Tom Holland in a role very much like Indiana Jones in mm-hmm. Uncharted. So let's see how he does. Yeah. But but if he does well in that, he's not gonna. They're not gonna. No, he'll bring be him Nathan over. Drake then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he'll be. It'll be like, oh, look what he could have done, and that's it. If yeah, they did the Alden, I think it would be a little bit too like on the nose. Yeah, like, yeah, hey, yeah. He played young Han. Now he's playing young and you yeah. know what I mean, like the Indiana Jones in general. Yeah, no, I think that, I, but I, I loved Alden and Solo. So if they did announce that, I'd be like, come on. But also I'd be pretty excited to see it. So. <laughs> I know me too. We'd be like, ah, this is all cheesy, but. Is, but, uh, is, is that a petition we should all get behind? Isn't there a petition to make Solo 2 happen? Oh yeah. It's actually, the, that was, I don't think it was a petition. It was a, it was a hashtag. It was a hashtag. It was a, hashtag. It was a movement and it did really well. Actually. Well, yeah. yeah. We got an email from Chris and that's Chris Hall, by the way, we met him at celebration. Great guy. Yes. This is what he said. Just wanted to say how much I enjoyed the show last week. Thank you, Chris. Especially when you were talking about films being dubbed on TV. The only version of Die Hard I knew for years was a VHS version my dad recorded from the TV here in the UK, and it had no F-bombs in it whatsoever. So instead of one of the greatest one-liners in movie history, I got John McClane saying, <laughs> No, that's even better. That's awesome. And it didn't even sound anything like Bruce Willis. It was so bad, it was great. I could listen to you guys quote Arnie all day. Two of my favorites are, It's not a Tuma, and Put the Cookie Down. <laughs> And it was, who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? And what does he do? <laughs> what does he do? We threw that one in there. And it was great to hear Commando get so much love as it often gets outshined by the heavy hitters such as Terminator and Predator. It's a personal favorite of mine and probably my most watched movie from my childhood along with Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Also love the new music segment. Awesome first choice of song. 
from the Mighty Maiden. Can't wait to hear what you guys pick next. Hopefully, Raj can educate Mr. Struthers on the genius of Pearl Jam sometime. Keep up the great work, your buddy Chris Hall. I've never seen that movie. Well, thank you, Chris. Appreciate all the nice words. And we loved having that uh, fun with Arnold. Oh, God. That should be a segment. (laughs) Yeah, that should definitely be a segment. That was fantastic. I have a story about Commando. Yeah. Oh, nice. Going Commando? Yeah, really? No. But watching the movie Commando, so we... When I was younger, obviously, we couldn't go to the movies all the time. So we had HBO and you would just waited for movies to come on HBO. And Commando comes on HBO. We're watching it. He gets to the point where he's getting ready to go kick some ass. So he's like putting all the uh, combat makeup, the camo makeup on. Yeah. And he's got the bags of guns. And he's getting on the plane. Plane's taking off with Radon Sean flying. And then and the TV just cuts off. Oh no! The tape cuts off. It legit. The cable box went out. It was just snow on the screen, and it was snow for the rest of the night. We called the oh. cable. <laughs> we never got to see it, and for like a, a week. So I didn't get to watch the rest of Commando for like a whole week. That's torture. <laughs> Terrible. That man. reminds me, Les and Eric will know what I'm talking about, and you two will not, Noah and Boo, but. When we were kids and you're a teenager and you wanted to see some like boobies and some fuzzy naked girls, oh, fuzzy porn. Yeah. Not even fuzzy porn. We had to watch like, it was Distorted like, it was for it was Playboy seconds. channel and it was distorted and you get like 10 seconds of a perfect like body shot. And you're like, oh my God, I but just it was saw like some a rainbow. The colors like, were still all wrong. That's oh. right. It was like a rainbow. They all look like Twi'leks. They all look like Twi'leks. It was like the gasoline like sheen going on there. Oh, I remember that. Eric, you remember Z channel? Z, no, that doesn't sound familiar. Do you remember on TV? Z Channel on TV were like the predecessors of HBO. Select TV was Select TV it. also. Yeah. Oh, I got it so no, trouble with that. Yeah, you don't remember that? Yeah, yeah on, I, I remember on TV so and Z, Z Channel. You got you were butt whooped with what? Because I was up late and I ended up I don't know how I ended up being the only one in the living room watching TV and it was like one in the morning and I'll I'll remember it because I got my ass whooped so bad it was like <laughs> the following movies rated X. <laughs> oh, and last, last Tango was, in Paris. Or- watching TV and dude's head was between chick's legs and she was screaming and I'm like <laughs> and then my dad comes out and he's he was standing behind me mouth to mouth resuscitation while I was watching he was standing behind me and then he just goes what are you watching and I'm like I don't know I don't know what he's doing to this lady and I got tore to pieces I don't know what he's doing <laughs> it was so bad just plead ignorance yeah I don't know I, I was it was seven so oh, you're like, I really, you really didn't, didn't know what you really doing. didn't know what was going on, but I know I got my ass whooped, and that was because it was like I had the TV volume all the way up, so all you just heard was just, oh my god, terrible, man. We talked Very about this a long time ago, but I'm, I'm really interested to get Noah and Booze oh. first. So, my first oh, like no. introduction into like sex scenes and, and movies and stuff oh. was Officer and a Gentleman. I told you guys, oh this before. no, and uh, fame, remember the movie Fame, Eric. At the end of the movie yes. Fame, they do a shot and she takes off her clothes and you see Irene Cara. I don't know if it's Irene Cara. I think it was Irene Cara. Her boobs. I was like, oh my God, those are what boobs look like. Holy shit. Oh, but no. what was, I'll go to you first, Noah, and then I'll go to Boo. What was your first like experience of looking at something on TV or probably on your cell phones, you pervert? Um, <laughs> uh, um, nakedness. I remember whenever I, I had to be, I was probably... I mean, I was probably like nine or ten, and I remember I walked into the living room, and my dad was watching Scarface. Oh, um, and I just man. sat down, and I mean, you've probably all seen the film at least once. There's there's a yes. there's a scene where there it's a sex scene, and I remember watching it, and I was just like, "What is going on?" And then my dad didn't even realize, really, I guess, didn't put two and two together. He was kind of preoccupied, and then he was like, 
oh shit and he grabbed our cat and was like play with the cat don't look at the TV play with the cat Point. He's I like, I'm playing with the pussy too. You're playing. Yeah. With, she's playing with the pussy. I'm playing with the pussy. <laughs> I'm, just I'm sorry. I had to. It was low hanging fruit. Yeah. I I'm sorry. That's great. Thanks. But um, then I was like, fuck the cat right now. I, I, what's going on the TV? That's what was yeah, happening. Yeah. I, I didn't know what it was, but I was I was interested for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you were. How about you, Boo? Uh, my first like it, like Boo was not that much. It was kind of just like really uh really quick. It was uh the first Terminator when they actually conceive John Connor in the hotel room oh, before the yeah. the final act they, act. They, you know, they bump some fuzzies. Yeah, exactly. Sure. And it's only like a quick <laughs> glimpse of nipple. That's it. And I was like, oh shit, that's 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 chesticle. That's breast. I'm like, oh chesticle. my god. Yeah. I've never heard that before. Like, oh my god. Yeah, that was that was my first because I love you know, I loved Arnold and Terminator, so I'd watch that over and over and right. over. Yeah. So that was my that was my first introduction. Eric, I was gonna go to you, but they didn't have nudity and gone with the wind, right? <laughs> Oh my god! I'm, wow! I'm so, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm right behind you too. It's not like oh you're much older than me. I just had to throw it out. Why there. Why you got to be like that? <laughs> yeah, I'm That's so sorry. Mean. That's like, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. So, like I First remember all, being a kid, you, yeah. and so you, you know, like I was watching Dukes of Hazard and stuff like that when it was Ooh, on yeah, she was prime time, and you'd see Catherine Bach in these short little shorts, and I remember my aunt giving me like grief about the only reason you really like this show is because of her. And I mean, I was little, little and I'm like, no, I think Bo and Luke Duke are badass. <laughs> but then I'm like, well, apparently I'm supposed to be into this. So let's see what this is all about. And I remember that and like watching the chicks on Hee Haw, you know, they had all the hot. Oh chicks yeah. Hee Haw had all the great girls. Yeah. Oh yeah. Tons of cleavage, the whole bit. But I remember that same aunt, it was her douchebag husband. He was over and my, he and my dad were watching some movie and, and this chick was like took off her shirt and she was stripping and like dancing real slutty. I can remember. And my uncle was going on and on about, Oh my gosh, we shouldn't be watching this. Even though it's like they did nothing to like try to turn it. And I remember seeing that chick's boobs thinking, you know what? This is right uptown, man. Right uptown. <laughs> right I was probably uptown. about seven. Six or seven. Oh, wow. Mine was not a sex scene, but it was a kissing scene, and it was uh, the Road Warrior. Oh, kissing scene. We're not talking about a kissing scene. Oh, you, that, or you that felt was something in down, downtown? Literally, the first time I saw in Mel, uh, Mel Gibson and his <laughs> lady, this opposite, were kissing, and I just was like <laughs> enthralled. I just remember being enthralled and like moving my lips the same way. And then my uncle just pops me in the back of the head. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, that's oh, just awkward as hell. That's weird. That's just awkward as hell. Really? They, they just you were trying making, to get beyond the Thunderdome. They were just making fun of me the whole time. Like, you see that? It's the first time you saw people kissing. And they're just making fun of me <laughs> for that. And I'm like. Did you get the feels down south? Uh, I just literally just remember going. Like, <laughs> Don't ever do that in front of me. In my I wish, I'm so glad you guys couldn't yeah, see him. Yeah, I wish my you guys uncle was just that. like, pow. What the I hell is wrong with you? I got to say, man. I think maybe your uncle was right to, to smack you. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah he was. Because I'm no, glad he didn't so, do that. Or the other one that you saw with the girl, no, my, but the my guy dad beat the living day. I couldn't sit for like a couple of days. So, Araj, let me ask you this. Man. There we go. You, you, we're we're men of a certain age. Yeah. Like, so you remember how at Christmas time you'd look at the like the Sears catalogs and stuff to see all the dope toys that you wanted to pick out for Christmas, oh, right? Yes, yes, lingerie. Essentially. But 
but then yeah you would cruise on over to the lingerie section and you'd yep. see like the lady model and the nursing bra that that yes and it's it's like I remember looking at that as a kid and getting that funny feeling in my yeah. stomach and wondering, <laughs> yep. why too. is this so I- 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 intriguing? Yep. Yeah. And so who is the comedian that I God, I wish I could remember who it was, but how he was talking about whenever you, you know, when you were young and you were looking at the Sears catalog to look at the bras. And he goes, now everybody's so spoiled by the internet, you could just go straight to Sears.com. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Of course, we have an On the Throne with King Tom, and uh, this is going to be an interesting one. Let's do On the Throne with King Tom. Gentlemen, the King. Hey there, Sith listeners and Sith listeners. So the other day I was on Twitter and I noticed that a bunch of my friends had retweeted and commented on this one tweet that someone had posted a picture of a book and it was a list of 100 must-see movies. So against my better judgment, I took a look at this list. While there were several excellent movies on there, there were also a number of more questionable items. And I say questionable because some of these movies I'd seen and I'd fallen asleep during. Or while I could see these movies as having artistic merit, I I wouldn't classify them as as, as must-see. Overall, the list appeared to be the work of a pretentious college student to just impress somebody and not someone expressing the movies they enjoyed. And the reason I think this is because looking at the list, there were no Star Wars movies, but there was Avatar, which... Just how calls dare the entire you, list But I got to thinking about this, and while I wouldn't call myself old, I would say that I'm at a point in my life where if I'm going to invest my time into something, I want it to be something that entertains me, something that I can enjoy. And I'm not saying that there can't be serious movies with artistic merit on that list, but they have to be something that speaks to me, not something that I think other people are going to be impressed if I say, oh, that's great. I really don't believe it. So if I, if I were mm. to put together a must-see list, I would have Star Wars, all of them. I would have the Marvel movies. I would have the Indiana Jones movies, the Back to the Future trilogy. I would have Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. I, I would have the other guys. I would have on my list of must-see movies, if you want to get to know me, I would have UHF from 1989 starring <laughs> Weird Al Yankovic. Because to me, one. that is a must-see movie. But you know what? I get that it's not to everybody else. And I think there there is a whole thing of people throwing out, quote unquote, lists of things where they're not really expressing their preferences, but sometimes they're trying to put on display their feelings of what they want other other people to see. So I want to know for, from you guys, if you were to put together a list of must-see movies, give me something that would be on that list. And I'm not saying this to make myself feel better for saying UHF, because UHF is a movie that I proudly love. But I want your equivalent of that, where, you know, if you were to show your list to certain crowds, they would turn their nose up at you or something like that. Anyway, thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you guys later. Great on the throne, King Tom. Thank you so much. And I'm looking at this list that he sent. And I sent you guys a list. I don't know if you guys saw it, but I sent you the link. And we have things like, you know, we have great movies like Braveheart and Psycho. A third of this list is bullshit. Uh, more than that. It's no, the, just, just at a glance, yeah. a third of it is bullshit. Yeah, really? I agree. Yeah. I agree. So, okay. So what do you think, uh, Boo? What's one movie 
that it would be on the list that wouldn't be something. Let's let's go this way. That wouldn't be something that we would expect. Basketball. Basketball. Okay. Actually, I expect that from you. Yeah, you expect that. I can okay. see basketball. You like South Park. I can oh see fuck! Basketball. basketball. Well, the first time I saw basketball, yeah. I'm like, this is one of the funniest things I have ever seen. <laughs> okay, basketball. basketball. That's a good one. One that I have is is and I don't even think people would like 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 you said with people would turn their nose up at, but the way way back. Have y'all seen that movie? The way way back. It sounds very familiar. You've seen it, Raj. Which one? Is Who's that in the, it? Is that the dog movie? No, no, no. no. Way, way back is... <laughs> Raj, you've seen this. But why you've told me about it. The one with... It's about... It's with Steve Carell, and he plays, like, that stepdad, and he's a dick, and it's about that kid who gets the job at the water park with Sam Rockwell. Oh, great yes. movie. Great Love movie. It. Love it. And yeah. No one, that, no one has ever seen it. Really. I've seen it. I've seen it. seen that movie. And it's a Very good movie. It's my second favorite movie of all time. Yeah, that's and a so great... That's I've seen Way, Way Back. That would be one for sure. And I... I Basketball is one of the funniest movies <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. And I love it. Trey Parker and Matt Stone are oh, fantastic. Genius, geniuses. Yeah. Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Oh, nice. classic. Classic. I, I would and, not and, turn my nose up to that. That's great. It's a great one. Yeah. Uh, Better Off Dead is another one. Ooh. There's people who don't even know what movie I'm talking about. I, I know that, that movie. There. Dead. I know that movie. Two dollars. Two dollars. That's right. John Cusack, great $2. performance and great little Van Halen segment in that movie. That was basically a music video. That's such a yeah. really good movie. Such um, a good movie. I realized it was supposed to just be one, but I got another one. No, no, go ahead. Let's yeah. Actually, go I got ahead. I've got three more. Yeah, go ahead. Um, the Last Starfighter. Oh, yes. very good. Yes. Yeah. Here's a here's a. <laughs> they're like oh, Australia's whatever. Secondhand lions. Secondhand lions. I know. Yeah, I know that one. And um, this is <laughs> probably an obscure choice, but Breaking. I don't remember breaking, breaking. Oh, breaking! Oh, breaking! I think meant break in, oh, breaking. Oh, break. Yeah, break dancing one. Correct. This yeah. Yeah. Raj for yeah. Christmas one year at work gave me Breaking to Electric Boogaloo. Hey man, <laughs> hey, that's a great movie. It's a classic, dude. Ice T is that little thing he does. Yeah. Is he goes. We're here for one reason. You know it's true. We got to raise a lot of money for the day is truth. This is not a party. It is a demonstration to try to counteract the city council's legislation. We must save the miracles. The time is now. Everybody in the house, thing along with me. Everybody in the house. G I D E. That's the music man right there. That is. Like that. that is. That I mean, is. I was not expecting you to just flow some. Yeah. Some breaking two. Dude, I can't believe I stumbled on a line. That's embarrassing. I, I know, that's quite all right. That's quite all right. It's, yeah. it, Les is amazed right now. He's speechless. Actually, I, I <laughs> solid. I yeah. am. I am. I think for me, it's there's a one that people are going to go, "What the fuck?" And that's Life as a House. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. That was that's the that's a good one. Yeah, that's the reason why Hayden Christensen got the prequels. Yes, it's called Life as a House, and it's with Kevin Klein. It's a fantastic movie, and Hayden Christensen, he's fantastic in it. Check that out. That's really good. And for me, Glory. I mean, I, I absolutely love Glory. Oh, Glory. Well, but, uh, yeah, but people are going to go, what list. the fuck? Yeah, like, no. Oh, okay. I see yeah. Throw people yeah, but it's off. not one that I would like, I normally talk about. You know what I mean? You talk about Empire. You talk about, uh, that's Kill, I always talk about Kill Bill. I absolutely yeah, love Kill Bill. That's true. It's a foreign movie. It's called Battle Royale. That is oh, my, we saw that together. That is that, my shit. Right that was there. what Hunger Games ripped off. Basically. Yeah. my... It was a Japanese film movie, dude. Like, if I can get my hands on it or watch it, I will watch it. 
uh, it definitely will throw people off for sure. People will be like, whoa, whoa, whoa what's going on here? You like this movie? And I'm like, I love it. It's a good movie. This. It is a really good movie. It's, be, it's ahead of its time. That's for sure. Yes. And Pretty gory too. Oh yeah. It's a, uh, wow. That's my movie. Battle Royale for sure. It would definitely throw people for a curve. Most definitely. Nice man. Hey Tom, thank you. That was a great one. Yeah, awesome. And I'm question. looking at this right. list. There's, there's some bullshit films here. There, mm-hmm. But they did get Apocalypse now, Apocalypse now right? I mean, that's one of my top yeah. three movies I'm, of all time. I'm glancing at the list is, uh, uh, what is it? Um, there Will Be Blood on this? There should be. That's a fantastic film. I, yeah. that, I do not think that's on the list. No. That's that's no. a crime in itself. You know, the, 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 the dogs on the list? I don't I don't think I see a Quentin Tarantino movie. Yeah, there is. There's, there is? I saw um, Django Unchained on here. Oh, yeah, okay. Django's on there. Jackie, 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 Jackie Brown's on here too. Okay. The girl who wrote that, whose post that is, mentions in the thread of where that came from. Yes, it's not hers. You know, yeah, yeah. She's she's just like, no, it's out of this book. It's time for the flash round. This is where we try to figure out what's in that big old noggin of yours. You ready? Good luck. Han, Luke, or Poe? Han. Vader or Kylo? Kylo. Favorite band or musical artist? Right now, Kanye West. Oh, good one. Old Kanye? Yeah, and I like new stuff too. Oh, good for you. Somebody does. Favorite video <laughs> game of all time? The uh, Force Unleashed. Oh, that's a good one. Favorite cereal? Frosted Flakes. Crunchy or smooth peanut butter? Crunchy. Yeah, me yeah, too. That's the best. Boy. Tupac or Biggie? Uh, Tupac. Favorite cuss word that's not fuck? Oh, uh, shit. It's classic. It's classic oh, and yeah. classy, you know? Right, yeah, for sure. If you were to pick a planet to live in in the Star Wars world, which one would it be? Coruscant, for sure. Me too, man. It's like yeah. New York, you know what I mean? I love New York. Yeah, it's just like I'm all about that nightlife. Like, yeah, me too. Absolutely. What would, you, what would your lightsaber color be? Uh, green. Favorite boy band? Do the Beatles count, is that? I'll give it to you. Well played. Favorite non-Star Wars movie? Pulp Fiction or The Way Way Back? <laughs> Leia, Padme, or Rey? Um, Rey. Rogue One or Solo? Rogue One. Tell me at a Taylor Swift question. Dude, well, of course. Best Taylor Swift song. My favorite one, personally, is Bad Blood with the remix with Kendrick Lamar. Ooh, look at yeah. you. Excellent. I Very like, nice. I like that one, the James Dean one, dude. I love that one. I got that James Dean style style. I'm down with that. I'm down with that. Taylor Swift. That is a great tune, man. That is a great tune. (laughs) Not like shake it, shake it off or shake it up or whatever. Shake it off. Shake it off. Only on the sit list. Can you talk about Megadeth and Taylor Swift in one episode? Dude, it's so great. I wear a Taylor Swift shirt whenever my band plays. Oh, and see, it's funny because people think I'm being, trying to be ironic. Right. Right. (laughs) No, dude, I love uh, no, I'm going to send you a link to a, a mashup, a Taylor Swift mashup <laughs> if I did that. I think you're going to dig. It's not, the, it's not the Bon Jovi one. It's the, oh, it's it's not. the DMX. It's oh, the DMX. oh that's I love the DMX, one. DMX, DMX one. one's great. Yeah, yeah. DMX one. All right. Yeah. You ready? Are you guys have any questions for him? I have, a, I have one. Okay. Uh, Jedi Master or Sith Lord? Ooh. Jedi Master. Even though I do like this. I, I, I like the Sith a lot, but Jedi, I have a thing for the Jedi. For nice. Sure. Would your name be Bader? Yeah, I'll take I'll take that. Revenge of the Sith or Return of the Jedi? Um, Return Ooh. of the Jedi, but Reven- Return of the Jedi is my favorite. Revenge of the Sith is my third favorite. 
Mm. Yeah, you know what? That's a great question, Eric. After watching both over the weekend again, I'm going to go Revenge of the Sith for me over Jedi. Me too. Me too. Because of, because of Endor. <laughs> I'm not happy about it. You don't like Endor. I like Endor. I just don't like the Ewoks, man. I'm sorry, Steel. I just uh, yeah, I just think awful. they just fucked Chuck it up, Chuck. man. Not not. I, I got I got one. You uh you well versed in your Houston rappers? Um, a little bit. I bet I I can probably answer your question. Lil Flip or Mike Jones? Oh Jesus, Mike Jones. Okay, good good answer. I'm done. That was Bun, legit. Bun B is my favorite. Houston oh, there we go. Okay, we're B- good. Did you say bung hole? What'd you Bun say? B. Don't you Bun dare. B. <laughs> Don't you I didn't know dare, what you said. Dude. I'm sorry. Bun B. I, I That's UGK right there. Okay, okay. All, All right. right, Noah, you got your stripes back. Last question. Last question, Noah. And this one, I I have a feeling you're going to pick the right one because of where you live. I have I have an opposite okay. feeling. He has, I, oh, he's going to pick the right no, one. He's going to pick the right one. I, don't know, right. I got a, I got a I, good feeling. No, it's homecoming. I feel right it's here, homecoming dude. right now. I feel just, all, right, right here. all right, Noah. All right, Noah. Let's do this. He supports all his bammers. He knows what's up. Dude. Beyonce or Rihanna? Oh, um, shouldn't take this long, <gasps> Noah. Oh, yeah, you. I know. I know. I feel it. I felt the disturbance. I know why you think. It's um, no, Noah, don't do it. Noah, <laughs> let the hate flow through you. Waterburger for sure. Like, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but I, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna make. I think I'm gonna make you mad. I think I'm gonna go Rihanna. Oh, told no. you. I, have, I had a God feeling. Damn I can it. feel it. We don't know like, much know about these Beyonce's Texas boys, dude. And all, but nah. I just, I find myself. I'm able to just kind of like, like bop to Rihanna songs more than Beyonce songs, and I think Beyonce is so overhyped. Wow, he just, yeah, just yeah, we're gonna edit you out of the whole on. show, dude. It's He's over. We're gonna re-record after we're done with you. So, <laughs> Raj is gonna edit me out of the entire show. <laughs> the entire show. <laughs> You're off the network, dude. <sighs> Damn. I'm gonna call Jason right now. Right now. <laughs> just kidding. Be like, nah, man. We can't roll with Noah. Dude. No, Noah, I like yeah. you so much that I'm gonna let that one slide. All right, good. good. Yeah, good I'm gonna let that one slide. Beyonce's good, but she's a little overhyped, and Rihanna, I think, is not appreciated. I'm down with Rihanna. I love Rihanna. I think she's awesome. I just, you know, it's Beyonce. I bop without even listening to her. <laughs> we won't get into that. <laughs> Noah, tell the wonderful audience here where they can find you on Twitter, where they can listen to you, where they can see you, where they can feel you. Yeah. Well, I don't know. If you, if you want to feel me, you probably got to come to Houston. But um, you can find me on Twitter at Outlaw Noah. Um, on Instagram at the Outlaw Noah, someone, some kid took Outlaw Noah. He had posted since 2015. It's pretty stupid, but fucking. Um, jerk. you can find me on YouTube at Kessel Run Radio. New episodes every Wednesday, um, and I'm on podcasts all the time, just around the community, like the Sith List and uh, First Order Transmissions. I'm on there a lot too, so you can find me pretty much where in a lot of different places. Now, before you leave, I was told I talked to the wonderful, wonderful Corey. Van Dyke mm-hmm. for a good yeah. hour and a half today. Nice. And he told me just to tell you this. What the fuck is up with the hamburger? <laughs> That's what he told yes. me to tell you. I was, uh, that story comes from, I guess they told me that we, I shared a hotel room with Corey and Nabil, uh, Corey's or his uh, partner for sort of transmissions yeah. during celebration. And apparently I talked in my sleep and I apparently in my sleep, I said, um, I think I said something about hot dogs, and then I said, "What the fuck is up with the hamburger, dude?" <laughs> like in my in my sleep. And then I, I, the thing is, I remember they told me, and I vaguely remember the remembered the dream. I mean, it's totally gone now, but 
I, don't, I have no idea. I was probably dreaming about Whataburger for sure. You know what? Yeah. Full, full circle on Hamburger Day. <laughs> National Hamburger Day. Full there circle. Thank you, Corey, for throwing that out there. Thanks, Corey. But I appreciate it, man. So, guys, listen to Watch and Feel No Outlaw. And we'll have all his stuff on our, our show notes so you can just click. You're just one click away from greatness. Mr. Strothers, where can people listen to your greatness and smell your beautiful hair? What is it with the smelling, man? So, hey, check out my other <laughs> podcast, which is allegedly all Star Wars uh, and some Taylor Swift. It's The Bad Motivators, wherever fine podcasts are found and where crappy podcasts are found, too. And, uh, you know, just follow me on Twitter at Eric Strathers if you really want to see the deal. Seal the deal. Mr. See the deal. I'm sorry. You can seal the deal while you see the deal. Mr. Carlos Borguello, where can people find you? Uh, on, the, uh, on the Sith list. On yes, the absolutely. Yeah. On Twitter <laughs> at, uh, at the Sith list, boo. Crunch, crunch. Boogie Down Productions. I don't know. BDP. Okay. BDP. Good. They were great. Karis one. That's right. Uh, I'm on Twitter at less than 178. And you can find me on Twitter at the Sith list, please hit us up with some DMs and some uh, actually email us the Sith list at gmail.com and all that great stuff. Thank you for listening to this podcast, and we really, really appreciate it. We'll catch you next week on episode number 148 of the Sith list. Yeah! Ladies, man.